everybody. Glad to have you with me. That's right, that's right, that's right. It is the finale for season six today. And we're going to be going over different types of monitors and different types of TVs that you possibly have gotten over the the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Again, that's not exactly what it's for. It's not for sales, but hey, in addition to all of the fine sales that we do have, we do want to give a great big shout out to all our armed services and thank them for their service. Thank you for all that you do to do for to keep us safe and keep freedom ringing, baby. So do what you do. We love you for it. So as always, coming to you from the heart of Cajun country, this is the Down South IT Podcast. I'm glad you're here. My name is Clark. And since this is the finale for season six, you won't see me at least posting a little bit, at least for the summer break that I normally take. So your premiere episode for for uh, season seven won't come out until July 27th. So it'll be toward the end of July before you hear from me again, at least on the regular podcast schedule. I will still be doing the My Two Cents uploads and different things like that when things happen. So you don't have to worry about that too, too much. You still hear from me. You'll still get different posts from me on Facebook and the website. So that you can at least count on. But it just won't be the regular every two week podcast like it has been. You know, I take my little break for the, the, the summer. And then I usually do one again around the holidays in December, you know, going into the new year, too. So this is a normal scheduled thing. And it just kind of lets me refresh and recharge and come back for the next season that much crazier. And, hey, that's always a good thing, right? Got to love it. And speaking of the website, you can go hit hit that up right about now and go check out the merch store. I have all kinds of cool stuff up there. You can pick yourself up a T-shirt like the one I'm wearing right now. And you can't see it, but I do have it on. It's kind of slimming because it's black. But, hey, I like black. You can get it in whatever color you like. The classic tees are only $17.99, so go ahead and pick yours up right now. You can do that. It helps me out doing some cool builds and stuff on the channel later. So pick one of those up and rep your boy while you're out, and that way it kind of give me a little bit of free advertising on the side. So I appreciate you doing that. Also, on the the website, you can go check out the show prep, which is going to be kind of important on this one, being as how it's going to be fairly, not not fairly technical, but you can at least see some kind of, different pictures and some uh, blown up ideas of how some of these monitors and panels are made. So at least that way you can kind of see all of the different parts to them. And it's pretty interesting along with all the links and different things that I'm going to talk about today. So you can check that out. It's right under the embedded player on the homepage. So check that out. You You can find just about anything that you want to on there. You can find all of the back episodes on the website also build guides, different things like that. So I have all kinds of cool stuff on there. You can check out all that right there in one place, and that's www.downsouthitpodcast.com. So why did I pick this subject today for our big season finale? Well, one being that it's, you know, Memorial Day, they do a lot of holiday uh, sales and different things like that. So people are picking up new monitors, new TVs, new different things like that. And there are a lot, a lot of keywords and well, to, in my opinion, trigger words to try to get you to buy something that you either don't need to buy or 
something that you might not know exactly what it is. It sounds cool. And that's the whole trick of it is that it sounds cool. So I just kind of wanted to run through some of the different things, the different kinds of panels, the, the different kinds of monitors and different things like that. That way you can know what the pros are and the cons are for each kind. And that way you can make a better decision because that's that's basically what this whole podcast is about. It's imparting knowledge that way you can make a better decision, you know, for you. So if you're in the market for a new TV or you just got one, but this is something that you're not quite exactly sure what it is or what it does, that's why I'm here. I'm going to help you out. So first off, we got a few different types of panels that we can go through. And the first one being LCD, and that's liquid crystal display. And basically what that is, it's a light source with a few different filters over liquid crystals. And basically you run current through the crystals and they align. When you take the current away, they disalign. So depending on how the current goes through those crystals, that's in part of what does the picture. So you have basically a couple of different substrates. You have a couple of different layers, one being the backlight. So that's the light that shines through everything to light up the, the image. You have the crystals which line up to make most of the picture and then you have another filter that's just for color. So you have electricity running through all of these different layers. And then depending on how the electricity flows is to what the picture is going to present. So that'll change the colors, that'll change the picture, different things like that. Now, the, the next step up from that, that you would probably see in either a monitor or even some of the larger TVs now, is going to be an LED display. LEDs, light emitting diodes, we've had these around for a long, long time now. And it's kind of a buzzword with TVs and monitors because you could have either LEDs as the actual panel that makes up the, the actual pictures, or you could have LEDs as the backlights. And it could just be a regular LCD panel. So it, it really does matter if you kind of reading through some of the boxes and, you know, stuff like that. If it's just an LED backlight, granted, that's still good. It's more efficient. You get better and brighter picture out of it. But it's not the same as an LED display. The LED display, again, they probably still have a LED backlight on them. But the layer that actually creates the image is an array of LEDs. So it's though all they can do is either light up red, green, or blue. That's the only colors they can do. And depending on how those colors blend is to that the picture that you get. And then the backlight shows through to make the picture brighter. So depending on if you have a actual LED display or if you have a LED backlight makes a little bit of a difference. You know, it really does. Now, LEDs, we've seen, like I said, not just in big TVs, but they also have, you know, a lot of the signage outside uh, on the, the highways and stuff like that. The, the ones outside restaurants. A lot of those newer ones now are LED displays. Even the ones that just do text technically are LEDs. They just use single color. They're not the, the three color, the RGB LEDs. So it won't be the same thing. If it does pictures and you know moving stuff and a little 
animated things whenever it's on, then yeah, nine times out of 10, that's still going to be an LED display. Now, if you've ever gone to a football game, you've seen a ton of LED lights and most stadiums now have the giant Titan Trons and different things like that. All that, all that is all LEDs because the LED displays are scalable. So you can make them in a one foot by one foot or a four foot by four foot brick and then just make that as big as you want and hook them all together to make one giant display. So even, you know, stadiums and different things like that, they have a ton of these things and that's how they do it. They do it by just taking a bunch of smaller LED panels and hooking them all together to make one giant one. Now, going up the price scale, should I say, from LCD to LED, you do get some benefits. One being that the crystal that you use, that panel, is very fragile. So any kind of twisting or anything like that can crack the crystals and ruin the display. Or if you happen to accidentally hit it with something, you know, maybe your ring or something like that as you're walking by, that kind of thing, they don't like impact at all. So... You know, LEDs are a little bit more impact resistant. They're, they can flex a little bit more. They're a lot less power hungry because there's not quite as much stuff there and the LEDs don't draw a whole lot of power. So LEDs are a pretty big step up going into a, a, a different display. So if you do have something like an old L, LCD TV, probably would be in the 2006, 2007 range is when those were big and then you're going up to a new LED TV, it's going to be a big jump. <laughs> not just in power consumption that you're not going to have now, but just the colors are going to be better. The It's it, it's a lot of different things. I'm going to go through a lot of the pros and cons here in a little while, but I'm just kind of throwing this out there just for right now. Now, to go one step up from LED, which you could do a QLED, which is a quantum LED, those are going to be LEDs, but very, very tiny ones. So the smaller the LEDs, the more of them you can pack in to a set screen size. So when you do looking at UHD TVs or QHD TVs, these quantum dot things, and the ultra high def TVs, you know, the even the even the 65 to 70 inch ones, you know, the ones that are still big, but not like crazy big. Those are you can put a lot more of those pixels into that screen, which increases what we call the PPI or parts per square inch. So whenever you got a, a higher PPI, you have a better resolution screen. Now, granted, that's only one way that they're able to increase the resolution on a screen the same size. The other way they were able to do it is just LED technology evolved, and they were actually able to have smaller LEDs. Not the quantum dots, not the little bitty ones that they're just coming out with now, but they were still able to shrink the LEDs. So even by doing that, they were able to get more of them into a certain area. And then on top of that, they were able, because they were smaller LEDs, they were able to pack them tighter together. So that's that's basically what's been happening over probably the last seven, eight years, is that LEDs have been getting smaller and the spacing between the LEDs has been getting smaller. So that's how you're able to get, say, a 4K you know, resolution image 
on a TV that's 55 inches when the highest it could be a long time ago was only 1080. And 4K is four times more pixels than 1080. So that's why it, it, the, the spacing between the, the LEDs has gotten a lot, a lot smaller, but the LEDs themselves have gotten a lot smaller. Not only have they gotten smaller, but they've also gotten brighter. So that's a big thing also. Now, one other thing with LEDs that I want to get into before I jump into OLEDs, some companies like I believe LG and Sharp do it where QLED does not mean quantum LED. QLED means quad LED, which means that instead of three colors, they produce four. So instead of just the RGB, the red, green, and blue, they also produce yellow. So that's a little bit of a difference in that because it's not a quantum dot. So it's not a really tiny LED. It's a four color LED. And that's something you may want to watch out for also. And like I said, it's just with a couple of different manufacturers. Those are still floating around out there right now. It didn't get very big. They thought it was, but it really didn't. But they're still making them. So if you're thinking Q8, you know, QHD is going to be that the quantum dots, the new ones, and they're not, <laughs> you know, it might be the four color ones, which granted, those still do amazing picture that they, they're really, really pretty. I will give them that. They are very, very pretty to look at, but it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things that they tried it and it kind of works, but you know, it, it really hasn't become the meta as the kids say. So that, that would be one that I, I don't know if I would go for it, to be honest. I would kind of, I, I don't know if I would steer clear of it, but I wouldn't go for it. You know what I mean? I'm not for it. I'm not against it. It's kind of one of those things that if it's the right price and I like to happen to like the TV and it, it looks great, fine. You know, I, I'll take a chance on it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to go for something like that that could be on the outs, you know, in the next couple of years. So just my two cents. So now whenever you're getting into the bigger and probably the most pricey types of monitors and TVs is going to be OLEDs. And these basically it's, they're still LEDs, but they're, they're made with organic polymers, which is where the O comes from in OLED. Now, when you put a current through these and they, they actually conduct light, they create light based on the current that's going through them. So what's so expensive about OLEDs? Well, each one of these OLED pixels creates its own light. So OLED TVs do not need a backlight. They create their own. So whenever you're watching something and there's no light, that pixel simply turns off. So if you want the deepest blacks that you can have while watching a picture and probably the best contrast ratio that you can think of because it's either on or off, then OLED is the way to go. So that's why it takes so long because they have to sit there and build up all of these pixels and put them into an array. OLEDs are very expensive. They're very expensive, especially when you're getting into the big TVs. But it's if you want a truly cinematic experience, then there's really nothing better that you can get than an OLED. And the funny part is that there's really only one or two companies that make OLED screens, that being Samsung and LG. So even if you buy an off-brand TV, if it has an OLED screen, it's probably going to be an LG panel. 
So, because they're one of the few that actually make them. So they they ship them out to everybody. But like I said, these things are gorgeous, completely and utterly gorgeous. No backlights. They do sip power. Like you you really don't need very much power to power these things at all. So it is one of those things that's just insane on how good they look. But mainly because of the difficulty of manufacturing them, especially in larger panels. The big the smaller ones are not terribly hard to do, but they're still expensive to make. But the bigger ones are really hard to make because you there's only so you know, you could have one dead pixel in there and you have to throw the whole panel out. So the the turnover for good panels is high. So that's the main reason why these things are so expensive. So that's basically your three main panel types that you're going to see out and about or uh, around right now. They do have some terms that I have written down here to look look out for. One being LED backlight. I talked about that one a little bit earlier. You know how that one's actually different than an LED panel. So it does help whenever you have that because now they have local array dimming, which is also another buzzword, which means basically if the screen is black in a certain portion of the the screen, then that backlight can turn off. Now, if you only have, you know, 15 LEDs shining through the back of it, you're still going to have a little bit of haziness and stuff like that on the ones that are still there, but it's, it's better than nothing. So, you know, it, it really depends. Now that, that does lead into something that's going to be a little bit later, which is mini LEDs. And Apple has basically kind of made a run on this and they're going to try to make it mainstream because that's the the panel that they're putting into the new uh, MacBook Pro and the new uh, iPad Pro and the uh, iMac, the new ones, the ones that just that just released. They have mini LED with local dimming. So that means that they can have a lot of different dimming zones and they can turn those off as something, you know, on the back that they don't need it for, for the backlight. So that does make those, that does help a lot whenever you're looking at dark scenes and different, different things like that. You don't have quite that halo effect on, you know, stuff that's lighter, especially if you're using it for a computer screen or something like that. And you mouse over to a black area, you do get that a lot. So that's something that you can kind of look out for. Uh, the next one that I have in here being, HDR. HDR is going to be high dynamic range. And what that means is basically everything that's on the screen is supposed to contrast a lot more. So the brights are going to be a lot brighter. The darks are going to be a lot darker. So everything that's there is supposed to pop. And the big thing with HDR content is you can't always get it because you have to actually have to be looking at something that is an HDR like video or, you know, HDR TV show, it has to be shot in that format. And, you know, you have to be watching that, <laughs> you have to watch that format for to be able to get it. And then you have to actually have a TV capable of supporting it. Now, there's a few different standards. I think there's HDR 10, there's HDR uh, plus, I believe. And then there's just regular HDR and different one has, each one has its own kind of set of standards. But if you do HDR 10, I think that's the, the best one, I believe. I think that's the highest tier one. But if you're reading the outside of a box, it may see HDR 400, HDR 600, HDR 1000. 
something along that line. And what that does is that's basically telling you how bright the screen is going to be. Now, when they measure screen brightness, it's how bright that screen can be. And they, they measure it in what they call nits. Now, to spare you the techno babble, nits is kind of like lumens, uh, but basically lumens is going to be for measuring like flashlights and projectors and different things like that. Nits is what they use to measure TVs. So I'm not, it's, it's not really a big deal of a breakdown, but normally a TV is going to be probably between 100 and 400 nits. And if you get something that's HDR compatible, it's going to be between 400 and 2000. It just kind of depends on the TV, how well it's made, all of that. But if, if you know what a lumen is, basically, you know, if you know how bright something is in lumens, like say you got a 1500 lumen projector, that's going to be about a 500 nit screen, just to kind of give you an idea of how, of how it breaks down. Now, whenever you go up from that, you know, you know, you go up from that. Uh, I think I believe a thousand nits is about 3200 lumen. So it's going to be that that's kind of your guiding light, basically. So whenever you get up to a thousand nits of brightness, that is very, very bright, especially for a monitor, uh, as for a computer monitor, especially. But if you're doing it for a TV, you know, in a dark room, that will admit you might have to sit back from the TV a bit before, you know, to, to be able to take it all in. Because that is quite bright, especially for that's going to be the brightest part of the screen, you know, compared to the darkest part. So it's going to that a thousand nits is bright. It really and truly is. Now, the last one on my list is UHD, which is ultra high definition. And basically, that's kind of a blanket term that a lot of them use. Anything that's going to be over high definition, which is going to be, you know, 720 or 1080 now, you know, would probably be considered high definition, then that would be considered ultra high definition. So if you have a computer monitor that's, you know, capable of a resolution of 1440p, then that would be considered an, a UHD. If you have a TV that's, you know, 2K or 4K TV, then that would be considered a UHD TV. So it's kind of a blanket statement, but it's it's used a lot in marketing and stuff like that. So just don't get swayed by that. If you're going for a 4K TV, you know it's going to be a UHD. So that's, that's basically all it is. Now, when it comes to pros and cons of some of these monitors, if you're getting into the TFT monitors or the LCD monitors, the old school monitors, uh, first off, they're cheap. You know, <laughs> They're really cheap to make. There's a lot of them. Uh, the response time is fast from the source that you have. So if you're playing on a computer or something like that, you know, the, the response that the, the picture that it gets sent from the computer is really fast. And that's usually a good thing whenever you're playing games and different things like that, because you want the fastest, you know, the most up to date information on your screen as you possibly can with ones like that. You actually do get that. Now, the bad side about that is that the colors aren't that great. The viewing angles aren't going to be really that good. Now, granted, when you're, you know, going straight on at them, they're not bad. The black levels are not going to be good because, again, they've got giant, you know, backlights on them and different things like that. No local dimming or anything like that. You know, so it's, it's you know, you do have that huge backlight on the back. So all of the blacks are going to turn out to look kind of grayish. So... That won't look all that great. But if you're looking for a fast monitor, then that would be one of them. 
The other type is going to be an IPS monitor, which technically IPS is still a LCD, but it uses a little bit different technology. The IPS actually stands for in-plane switching. So that means that it can get super, super fast refresh rates and super fast response times. So nine times out of 10, if you want a good, if you're looking at gaming monitors, you're going to look at IPS monitors because of the fast refresh rates and different things like that. So that's going to be one of your go-tos. They do have good color accuracy as far as IP, as far as those panels go, but the viewing angles aren't going to be that great. So if you do have an IP, a curved IPS panel, which they do have, then, you know, kind of the outskirts are going to start to change colors a wee bit before, you know, if you're not looking directly at them. And again, with these, the black levels are not going to be that great. So it's kind of hit or miss. But whenever you're doing IPS monitors, you're basically going for frame, you know, frame rates. So you want, you know, the 240, the 360, you know, hertz screens that can refresh ultra fast. And that's what that, that type of panel gives you. Now, whenever you're getting into monitors and TVs, you know, the LEDs, again, you get good color accuracy with LEDs. The panels are going to usually be a little bit larger. They're going to be cheaper than the OLEDs, which are going to be the, the much, much, you know, higher end stuff. You're going to have the local dimming zones that come into play, but you're not going to have quite as high a refresh rate as some of the IPS panels. You might get 120 hertz. Out of some LED panels, you might you probably won't get too much higher than that. So you won't see an LED panel get up to 360 hertz. You just won't. Um, but you will get, you will see, you know, some of them get up to 120, which in a TV, if you do 120 hertz, everything's going to just be butter smooth. So, I mean, it like I said, the, the blacks are not going to be deep as OLED. You're going to have a lot more control over the, the local dimming zones. It's going to look great, and it's going to be really smooth. But you won't get, if you're looking at something for, like, if you're looking at a TV to play games on, then you may look to, especially like Xbox, a LED panel would not be bad because they kind of cap out at about 60, uh, about 60 hertz. So if you're looking for something like that, then yeah, that would probably be fine. If you're trying to do it on a PC that can push a lot higher frame rates, then you probably don't want anything like that. Now, whenever you get up to OLEDs, you're going to have accurate colors. You're going to have absolute blacks. You're going to have basically million to one contrast because all of those pixels can just simply turn off if you're not using them. The refresh on an OLED, they're still getting up there. Uh, the highest I believe I've seen on an OLED is 165 hertz, but it's it's not anywhere near the IPS panels that push, you know, 360 or, uh, you know, 360. Um, I think I've seen one that did 400 at one point, but that was kind of a an odd and end one. So don't quote me on that one. But the other bad thing is OLEDs are expensive. Again, like I said, just like the TVs, the OLED computer screens are going to be expensive. OLED TVs are going to be expensive is just because those panels are hard to make. So, again, <laughs> that's kind of the, the bad thing about those. They have the best colors, the best thing, but they just, they're so damn expensive. That's the worst part. So, hopefully that gives you a little bit of perspective on different TV and monitor types. Kind of give you a little bit of an idea of what, what you can expect from the different types of panels. And to even kind of look into 
different ones. If you're looking at TVs, like I said, later on, or even over the, the long holiday weekend, you can look at some of these things and go from there. You know, I mean, it, like I said, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I, I'm beholden to no one. I, you know, I like several different types of uh, monitors. I'm not, I'm not offended by LCD panels or LED panels. I, some of them are, look really, really good. But I can I can honestly say they usually all look really good in the store. So if you are going out and looking at something, take a look at some of the reviews online on top of just going into a store and look at it or look at the same model at different stores, especially like if you're going to a couple of the big box stores and stuff like that, just the lighting that the stores use can make a huge difference in the way that the screen looks whenever you're looking at it. So I would definitely, if you're trying to do this on either computers or TVs, it doesn't matter. Find the same model that you like at both places and see if they got demos set up. If they do, look at them both in two different places under two different lighting conditions because one, I guarantee you, is going to look worse than the other. And usually the worst one is going to be the one that's going to be most like the one that you have it when you're set up at your house. So if it still looks great, even at, you know, even if it under those bad conditions, then you can be pretty confident in how it's going to look, you know, once you get it home. So definitely a tip that I, I picked up a long time ago and I will pass it along to you because it works. I can promise you. So before I wrap up, I do want to thank you for listening Thank you for sticking with me for these six seasons. It's been fun. I'm looking forward to a little break, and then I can come back with season seven going absolutely nuts with a bunch of stuff. So thank you all for listening. I do appreciate every one of you. You have no idea because <laughs> I have, I really and truly didn't have any kind of idea of how, how this would go when I first started. So I do appreciate all the listens, all the follows, everything like that. So thank you again. Tell your friends. And I will be back on July 27th for the start of season seven. So thank you all again for listening. But before we wrap up, I got to do it like I always do. And technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all. I love you. I'll see you back here July 27th. End of July, I'll be back here for the premiere of Season 7. I'll see you here and probably sometime in between on my two cents. But in the meantime, I love you. I'll see you next time on the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.